Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today in the pod, we're headed stateside once again to talk Survivor 42, episode number four. Number four. I got some of that James Brown funk into my talk and started <laughs> stuttering there. It was great. We loved it. I'm a little bit sick, so I might sound a little bit stuffy on today's episode, but we're going to power through it. Going to try not to blow your nose like you did with our watch along of Syracuse. You know, that was my wake up recording. <laughs> now the pipes are a little bit primed. I think I can do no on air nose blowing. This is like the big league. I love it. I'm oh. fucking ready for it. Should we jump into the app? Let's splash on in, shall we? <laughs> splash. So last week, Jenny went home. Yes. Bye-bye, Jenny. And we opened the up with Vati. The Green Tribe, which was just at Tribal last week. It's night number seven, and last week's Tribal was that kind of messy Tribal where we're voting multiple times. We have to do the, like... Reveal of who doesn't have votes because we're all confused. There's that awkwardness where, yeah, they, they vote twice, deadmate, stalemate twice, deadlock. And then end up having to have a conversation that sends Jenny home. Uh, so emotions are still high after that. And Daniel had that weird moment where he kind of like deflected some blame at Chanel. Uh, he didn't deflect blame at Chanel. He literally said, Chanel told me to do this. Right. And Chanel doesn't have a vote. So I was voting by proxy for Chanel. Which is something they never talked about. No, he's a fucking psychopath in that moment. It's an odd thing to say. <laughs> but post-tribal, he's very much just like, let's not talk about what happened. It's been a long night. I don't want to have a conversation. But then High is like hardcore trash talking him. I fucking love it. Yes. Daniel is aware that he is screwed up. Like he knows that he's kind of fucked up his situation a little bit here. I will say I took these notes before doing the research of whether or not Daniel is an actual lawyer. So I do have lots of anger in my notes oh my gosh. in regards to Daniel claiming to be a lawyer back when I thought that he wasn't a lawyer. <laughs> Bold move to angrily take a bunch of notes, assuming that he's not a lawyer before looking Daniel, up whether... you're not a fucking lawyer in all caps <laughs> right. in my notes. Before looking up if a law clerk is a lawyer. Yep. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> um. Chanel, very much unhappy with Daniel, thinks that he's trying to shift blame to her, correctly so. Yeah, 100%. And then um, Chanel tells Mike that Daniel told her about Mike's extra vote, and Mike is very pissed off. I like The annoyance between Mike and Daniel was growing last episode with Daniel losing his idol and all that shit, and Mike just has this conversation with Daniel about, like, you've been playing me. And you've been lying to me, and Daniel has to admit to that. If I was playing this game on this tribe, I would fucking hate Daniel. I like Daniel. I know you do. And I think he's <laughs> going to win, but he's not doing himself any favors right now. He's a sloppy bitch. I think he can recover, but I'm <laughs> a little bit concerned about his game. I don't know. I don't I don't see Daniel recovering, but I, I'm open to watching his hot mess try. High feels betrayed by everyone. How do you not? Except Lydia, I guess. How does Hyde not feel betrayed? And Mike. He doesn't feel betrayed by Mike. He has, yeah. He has this thing where he's like, 
kind of everyone got blindsided at last night's tribal, which I guess, but it's kind of playing fast and loose with the term blindside. blindside. Only one person was voted off high. Yes, and you are not with that person. But it's like, oh, I didn't know that the votes were going to lay out that way. My big fear was just being on the wrong side of the votes, and that's what I was. Yeah. And then some people didn't know that Chanel didn't have a vote, so they were blindsided by that. And like, when Chanel or when Jenny was voted off, she made a comment to like watch out for High because he's a dangerous player. And he has this comment here where he's like, Daniel like lawyered me into the situation last night, but he also has no spine. And I just feel like I'm becoming aware of this high, like crafting narratives that suit his gameplay. Oh yeah. Versus maybe what exactly happened. And like saying like those two things a little bit contradict themselves and both of them benefit high's point of view to a different extent. So he's just like, he's hardcore into narrative crafting. I mean, that's the fucking way to win Survivor, though, isn't it? Not saying it as a diss whatsoever, but I think Jenny is correct that High is maybe a more formidable strategist than I was pegging him as initially. Maybe a little bit craftier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike feeling like he's got to adapt or he's the dino. Well, I mean, he's definitely in that spot now with Jenny gone. Yes, very much. It's very easy for Chanel, Daniel, Hi, and Lydia to be like, okay, we fucking are doing what we're doing. Mike's not that big a help. Like He's like, you know, he's a physical presence, but he's also older. So those things maybe kind of balance themselves out in their minds. And I think Mike will be in trouble if Ati finds himself at immunity or tribal. tribal. Yeah, no, I hear you. And Daniel's just hoping for some change of fortune to put him back on top. But he's doing fine. Like, he's not in a bad spot right now. I think he's feeling the heat on his back. That he knows that he's on a path that if he doesn't pull up, it could be bad for his game. Survivor's changing every day. And then we roll right into reward. Yeah, which was interesting to just check in with one tribe before going to reward. But okay. We felt this on season 41. These early episodes... With the truncated season, they move really quickly. Super fast-paced. So, for reward, what we're doing is we have three people attached to a rope. They've got to untangle the rope and then drag a sled. And then each member has to shoot these balls into a basket. So, each one has to make a basket. And not just the three that were doing all the work. Yes. But also the fourth person waiting at the end. Absolutely. And they are playing for 10 beautiful fish, freshly caught. All they got to do is clean it and cook it. Which I'm into this. You know, I'm into like leaning into the, you're given less supplies this season. So the reward isn't like as luxurious. It's Mm -hmm. more just, you know, bare bone necessities. You get a really good clean shot of Jeff's nice shoes. Mm, I think we decided last episode that they were probably Adidas with the three lines. I think that is or what New we Balance. Said. I, think I don't a, know. Three Adidas. Line, I think it's Adidas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so Ika sits Roxroy and Vati sits Chanel. Yes. And then we're into it. And I mean, this is just like a ridiculous challenge to watch. It's hilarious. You've got the three people attached to two people, no, three people attached to a rope, and they're like unbraiding the rope. Yes. So they've got to move around each other, and it takes a ton of communication. 
all that's happening is on the orange tribe jonathan is just like over under under over and just like they're a well-oiled machine it's the theme that we're going to start seeing that's going to put a huge target on jonathan's back starting this episode pre-merge or we saw it a little bit last episode. yeah last episode was the start when he like saved everyone's life and single-handedly won that challenge he is a challenge force to be reckoned with and He's, I mean, he's absolutely going to carry his team through almost every type of physical challenge until maybe we get to a more endurance based thing, which is always immunity. It's solo or puzzles. He is not the puzzle guy, but he has a tribe that is puzzle. Like Marianne, him and and Lindsay are the physical. Uh, Marianne and Omar are the brains, and the four of them together are like this super fucking awesome tribe. They're doing great. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that Jonathan. Yeah, they're in a great rhythm and they take the lead early on. Right. Um, There's no second place. So just one tribe gets the reward. You mentioned that Jonathan is uh, yelling the over under thing. And that's a helpful thing to be doing because he's in the challenge with the people. What's not helpful is Roxroy on the side yelling over under over under when he can't even see what fuck the fuck off, is going Roxroy. on or what they need to do i can't even stand him like he is such a like mansplainer to the worst degree M- mansplaining is right because there is that condescension to it mm-hmm. constant backseat driver always has to have his voice in the mix even when it's not helpful there's no collar position rocks Roy. no there's no way that you're in any position to be helpful in any way whatsoever hey rocks Roy, you're sitting out bud yeah. guess what that means you're fucking sitting out yell encouragement not direction yeah, you got it guys come Communicate. on guys. good job guys yeah be like, clear it's not your job to be coaching and leading right no. now it's your job to be a cheerleader or to stay the fuck out of the way yeah, no, exactly. Roxbury must be fucking awful at like his children's sporting events. Like he's definitely that dad who's like on the sidelines, yeah, yelling, haranguing like, oh, the kick coach to the left, kick to the left. What was that? Put my kid back in. Yeah, uh, hmm. uh, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's because I'm sick. That's why it sounded like that. Yep, yep, that's <laughs> why. Of racism. That's fucked oh, up. But it's good to call each other out on these moments. Yes, it is. Um, Jonathan, I'm like. I really just want Jonathan to only be a Marvel superhero from now on. Like the minute he comes home from Survivor, he needs that bid. He is like in it. You know, because Marvel dabbles in like gods and stuff. He should be like Thor. He should play Beta Ray Bill. The like Thor who's also a half horseman. That's sweet. Like, yeah. uh, what are those called? Centaurs? Yeah, he's like a centaur, kind of. But he's also like a min- minotaur, kind Roxroy of. would be a fucking... Jonathan. Uh, yeah, not Roxroy. Th- you know, throw Roxroy in there, too. Sure. Roxroy could be, like, the little elf man that goes well, along with it. Let's, let's make Roxroy equally powerful. <laughs> but he is not. We're just dabbling. He's not about... equally as powerful as Jonathan, by the least. Jonathan is certified man-beef Adonis. He's just insane i hope and i love his vibe he has a great vibe that goes with it i hope he can go far but i'm very concerned about his game he just he has no choice but to paint a huge target on his back right and he kind of like talks to this later on about like my purpose like i my purpose is to provide and to be the strength for my tribe like yeah he's like i'm very aware that that is what i bring and i just want my tribe mates to know that it's at their service yes um, so Taku's way ahead, of course. 
they get to this point where they have to like lasso their sled and drag it towards them. That looks like kind of a tough part of the challenge. But not for Jonathan. But not for Jonathan. Of course not. <laughs> uh, Marianne. So Taku's like at the, the fucking part baskets, where you're shooting baskets. When they're still like, okay, so it's like unbraid, unwheel from a like, like over under thing. Yeah. Unbraid over under throw and pull and then drag your sled yes. and then shoot the basket so they're like at the first over under when orange is ready to shoot their baskets yeah because the dragging of the sled is no problem for jonathan and uh, this whole thing was just like a piece of cake well that's part of it too because like the thing about that though is like Jonathan's brute strength doesn't do a whole lot for unbraiding a rope. They're just communicating so well. They just like like each other and have gotten to this point where they are, are just... like one person. Exactly. They're a well-oiled machine. So that we can't even give Jonathan all the credit for but this. But he is the voice, so everyone paints him as the one doing it. hundred percent. Yeah. Um Marianne does the like underarm granny throw and gets the basket. Jonathan scores, Lindsay scores, and fucking Omar. Omar scores. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. It's a complete shutout. <laughs> it's like it's like so horrible how is, blue and green did. Like they're like, they, it's over. What the they fuck? They have no problem just scoring all their baskets yeah. back to back. And then yeah, the thing is it's like Drea is salty. Oh. She goes up to her tribe and she's like, Yeah, he, he did, did it. it. For he them. did the whole thing. No, he didn't. It's a fucking team thing. He's unbraiding. Everyone has their own fucking rope, Drea. It's it's inevitable, right? It is. It's a bummer, and I can't even fault Drea for being kind of salty about it. But what do you? And like the thing is, it's not fair to be annoyed at Jonathan. He's just using one of the skills he brings to the game. But like you know, if you keep losing by a huge margin because this guy's like a fucking Greek god. Yeah, I mean, like Tori calls Jonathan a Goliath, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, like calling him a Goliath, which is maybe a term I've even used. But like in this David and Goliath type, like, or even like, do you start to tread into like freak show type? Hmm, like this guy's like strong man. Yeah, bullshit, this guy like circus. Like, like this dude's like freakish freakishly strong in a way that's unfair you yeah know, that it's like, like no he's just fucking he's a beast yeah he's a fucking strong dude but there are strong dudes on survivor all the fucking time the goliath comment like it's not horrible but it seems to tiptoe close to like almost calling him a freak then jonathan makes a bad move he and he like responds to the host and is like yeah you know we're just like a super tight four that work really well together and like that's not a good fucking thing to say when you know inevitably you're going to be going to merge right, and like right. there's eight of, there's ten of them and four of you. Hundred percent. If you say you're this tight four, they're gonna like band together to get you four off and then battle it out. Like not a good thing to say, Jonathan. Such an easy slip up in the moment when you're just celebrating and you're just kind of like responding to Jeff as to why that challenge went so well for you. And even deflecting a little bit to like, no, it wasn't just me. We are just like this tight four. But you're right. It is, you know, I easy slip up to make, but potentially future problem. Definitely forgot Jeff was the host of the season for a minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, hi, then calls Jonathan Thor. Yeah. So. It's just, yeah, Jonathan is not stoppable, unstoppable and not looking good in the terms of, you know, not painting a giant target on your back in Survivor. He's maybe not playing that long term social game. No. To the extent he should be. Not at all. All right. So then post reward, we roll into the Taku tribe. 
They've got these big-eyed, crazy fucking fish that they're looking at. And oh, like are, huge! They're fucking huge in different colors. They're and really like pretty. Identifying and like, them as well. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Lindsay wants to eat the eyes. She says, which is like pretty hardcore, but Gross. I respect it. I Do guess. You? I mean, you don't get that cake from not eating fish eyes. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then there's like the super tight four comments. Everyone kind of like giving Jonathan a hard time. Marianne and Omar are like specifically really annoyed with Jonathan. Yeah, so mad. They're like really ticked off. Omar calls Jonathan Mr. <laughs> Dummy Jonathan. And says, my main man's a slop. <laughs> a slop? A slop. Hilarious. Yeah. Jonathan is uh, splitting fish by hand. He's just, like, ripping them in half. And then we get this fun little, like, Jonathan story. Like, how he's been wanting to play Survivor since he was 14. Like, How do we feel about Jonathan's father waking him up at 5 a.m. to do, like, pull-ups and stuff? I mean, sounds a little intense, but I guess that's how you turn into He-Man as an adult. Yeah. What does Jonathan do for a living again? I don't know. I don't remember. Huh. I want to know. I want to know what you do, Jonathan. And this is where we have the moment where he says that he's just in service to his tribe. Yes. I, just endlessly likable, Jonathan, mm-hmm. truly. I, I mean, I know he can't win because there's no way that anyone's going to let him get that close to winning. But If he, if he could make it to merge. If he could make it. Well, well but I don't he, think he could win every single. That's the thing. The minute he doesn't win, he's out of there. It would be tough. There's, there's no way Jonathan there's, wins. There's a narrow path. There's an extremely narrow path, and it's a combination of winning most individual immunities after making it to merge, and then also somehow having a social game that protects you for those times when you don't win. But the thing is, you win too many individual immunities, you're just fucked. I just feel like there's no way Jonathan makes it to the I, end. I, there's an extremely narrow path, but I think you're right. I, yeah. I don't think it's very likely. I hope he, I really hope he makes it to part of the jury. I want him Would to, I want to be able to see him the whole season. I like, feel like him being a fan favorite, yeah. you know, if he doesn't go far this season, he will probably come back some future season. Hope but so. Would love to see There him should be the like strong man season or like not strong, but like strong, per, I guess that's like brains versus bronze versus beauty or whatever the fuck. And they don't do that type of thing as often no, anymore, I feel like. Because it's kind of problematic. Um, yeah. Anything else for this lovely orange tribe? No. Then we we roll over to spend some time with the Iku tribe, or Ika, blue, I believe. Yeah, or the Roxroy rebels. Yeah, so Romeo's making fire, and Roxroy is, again, just coaching, coaching in quotes from the sidelines. It's fucking ridiculous. Roxroy is like, and it's, you don't get to give directions like that with doing nothing yourself. Yeah, why don't you fucking, if you feel, well, and like Romeo very much is like, I can't get annoyed with him. I'm going to let him coach me, quote unquote, while just doing my own thing to appease him. In real life, I would tell him to shut the fuck up, but like, you can't say that in Survivor, so I'll just like fucking deal with it. All you can do. I do love the moment of Romeo being like, cue the montage of Rock Roxroy being obnoxious. <laughs> and then there's like five different moments Things of Roxroy yeah. being like, a backseat telling me to driver. do this, telling me to do that. Yeah. And then like how to carry wood. And then you show him like just being way too overbearing, having to have his word, you know, voiced every little instance. Obscene. And then uh, I mean Swathy feels like she's in kind of a weak position. But still um, trying to team with Tori about wanting to get Drea out. Because Tori hate and Tori 
hates Roxroy, but feels like now she has to work with him to be a part of that alliance. They feel like Drea has too much power, but I feel like also Drea has strong alliances with everyone. Like Drea's tight with Roxroy. Drea's tight with Romeo. I don't think that there is a path of swapping this on Drea. No. Well, then this whole thing happens where like, Tori has to kind of like she's starting to work with Roxroy, but Roxroy's like being obnoxious right off the bat. And Roxroy doesn't want to work with Tori. No. So he betrays Tori. Yeah, like Tori tells Roxroy about Drea's extra vote, right? Yes. And now Drea's just fully not down for the Lady Alliance because Tori backstabbed her. But Roxroy's like, well, see, this is why we can't trust Tori. Right. And like Roxroy uses that against Tori, being like, no, I'm tight with Drea. Like, she didn't tell me for a fucking reason. Like, okay, but also we don't want someone who's telling secrets. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on with the Ika tribe. They feel like a mess. They're very conjointed. I I don't know what's going to happen with them long term. That's what also makes me feel like maybe the tight four orange has a little bit of like blue can't get their fucking shit together. They're no. not going to stick together to fucking vote orange out. I hope not. Well, I mean, like they have to not be sent to tribal, you know, not for spoilers, but like blue really doesn't have their shit together. And if they don't get it together before merge, they might just get picked off post merge. You know, they won't have a tight Alliance to work with. They all fucking hate each other. Very true. Well, should we take a quick break and then roll on into immunity? Fuck. Yeah. All right. We'll We'll be be right back in a moment. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International Survivor 42, Episode 4. I definitely thought that you had forgotten that we were not at the top of the app and thought you were going to do your big welcome to. Oh, gosh, and I was like, oh, no, no, don't do it. But then you didn't. So I was glad. I don't love your impersonation of me doing my wound up intro. I mean, I clearly can't sound like you. Are you aware of Hulk Hogan? Do you yes. know that that's his intro music when he comes out to wrestle? No. Because he's but a I real... do know of Hulk Hogan. How do you feel about Hulk Hogan? What's your relationship to him? My brother had a little like stuffed Hulk Hogan when we were little kids in Denver. And you'd hit it and it'd be like, Hulk Hogan, Hogan, or like something, <laughs> whatever his catchphrase Hulk-a-mania. was. Hulk, Hulk, I am Hulk Hogan. My name is Hulk Hulk Hogan. Yeah, pretty much. Robert Hulk Hogan. Mm, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> it's funny that your brother's Hulk Hogan doll would quote the Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson movie, If You Good Men. It's weird. <laughs> I don't remember that phase of Hogan's career I mean... where he quoted Jack Nicholson lines. <laughs> you can't handle the Hulkamania can't handle the truth, brother. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk can't handle it. It is hilarious <laughs> that in the 80s, Hulk Hogan became a bona fide pop culture superstar. Oh, yeah. There was like Hulk Hogan on everything, I remember. Do you know that he had a restaurant at the Mall of America briefly? What? Yeah. Oh, gosh. What was it called? I have to look it up real quick. Uh, Vamp. Vamp. 
So, like, did he create the restaurant or the restaurant was just themed about him? Well, it's the same thing where, like, there's currently, like, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville at the Mar- at the Mall of America. Right, but so it's is like Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett involved in that? To a degree. Okay. It's like he's probably not, like, thinking up the menu items. Or, or <laughs> like, he's not, like, cooking the menu items, but... I know he's not, like, the chef there. No, I. but it's just, like, is he... Are they utilizing his namesake with his permission it's not just like a oh this is a crazy kanye based restaurant no i mean like he's definitely involved okay Okay. hulk hogan's pasta mania is what it was called pasta mania pasta mania a play on hulkamania interesting that it was a pasta place yeah that's i didn't know hulk hogan was italian well i don't think so but he probably likes to carb load before you know smacking Uh, down on the ultimate warrior or macho man randy savage okay is a dog the bounty hunter like modern day (laughs) hulk hogan well kind of (laughs) don't they look pretty much the same yeah but i mean like famous for very different things dog the bounty hunter definitely never as big of a positive icon <laughs> as Hulk Hogan, always kind of a negative icon and definitely both similarly, you know, old lobster skinned, long hair, long haired, balding, balding blonde men with bandanas <laughs> who, who ride motorcycles, ride motorcycles are roided out and had like racial are canceled falls from grace. Hashtag canceled. Hulk Hogan sued Gawker and one though. Because they published a sex tape of him. That's hot. No, that'd be <laughs> so unhot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So cool. that's enough Hogan talk. Yeah. So getting back to the episode, we are at immunity, I believe. Hell fucking yeah, we are. What did they have to do for immunity, Cody? Before, can we just say it's insane that the season is already one third over? Oh, crazy. That's I wild. still feel like there are like way too many people playing. Just like Survivor Australia is ending this weekend and we're on episode four and we're already a third done. Really crazy. Really weird. Um, it's been raining apparently, but I don't think we've seen any shots of rain recently. But they Not do, a lot of rain. They reference it. Uh, Marianne does her whole shtick about the bunny in the mailbox again. Nobody responds to her. Some people think she's crazy. Yes. What they're doing, Jacqueline... Is two people are tethered to a boat. Yes, and have to swim it. They got to swim, drag it, drag it, and swim it. uh, While two other people are in the boat to a tower. And then they have to climb the tower, jump off the tower, grab a key that's dangling. Are those the the swimmers or the people in the boat? I don't know. I think the people in the boat have to do the jumping and grabbing. Excuse me for being sick and sniffling. Uh... Yes, and then you have to like get the pieces, unlock the chest with your puzzle in it, and solve a three D crazy fish puzzle. But they don't know that, right? They right. don't know it's a fish. So, Swathi and Tori, Hi and Mike, and Jonathan and Marianne are our groups swimmers. of swimmers. Love it. Uh, Taku, of course, takes an early lead. <laughs> Jonathan literally pulling Marianne at the back of the boat. Marianne, like, riding. Have you seen the SpongeBob movie where uh, Patrick and SpongeBob, like, ride uh, David Hasselhoff like he's a motorboat? Absolutely not. It's like that. Okay. Like that thing we all know. That's fucking crazy that that's a thing. 
Not a big SpongeBob head, huh? No, I was never a cartoon person. Hmm. Don't know Hulk Hogan and don't love SpongeBob. It's like, I don't think you're a 90s American kid. I do know Hulk Hogan. But you don't love him. You don't know him. I talked about how my brother had a Hulk Hogan stuffed man when we were kids. <laughs> stuffed man. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a stuffed. It was wasn't re- an action figure because it was soft because you'd hit him on things and he'd call, say things. Call, no, you can still call him a stuffed animal because Hulk Hogan is an animal. <laughs> All right. Uh... Lydia, okay, well, I mean, just like Jonathan and Marianne, you know, kill it. They're they're doing a Jonathan great job. Jonathan kills it. Jonathan kills it. <laughs> uh, when Lydia goes to jump for her key, she misses. I feel uh, like I have, like, yes. scattershot notes now. Well, and, like, Omar jumps, and when he gets his key, he's, like, swimming it away from him because he's dog paddling, which, like, as you hit the water, you're pushing your key, Omar, because you don't know how to swim very well, which is okay. We can teach you. You've really got to hold on to that key when you jump in the water. Oh, yeah. You need to, like, tuck it into something or, like... Have a solid grip on it. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to pop out, and you don't want to waste time swimming after it. Especially and... if you're a poor swimmer. Omar is a poor swimmer. Omar is not the best swimmer. Lydia misses her key a second time. That's and like... at that point, it's just, like, funny. It is funny. That is a tough moment, I feel like. This challenge really makes me see that, like, blue and green are really evenly matched. Like, if orange wasn't such a powerhouse, each challenge would be, like, really, really neck. Like, they're neck and neck this entire fucking thing. You're right. Yeah, blue and green are much more evenly matched. And, I mean, you get rid of Jonathan and orange is, you know, most likely also in that same realm. Yes, uh, Ika is in second place. Chanel gets Vati's last key. Uh, and then they all kind of like, they start working on the fish puzzle. Taku's working on it first. Omar and Marianne have a way huge lead compared to everybody else. Yes. It does look tough. It's like hanging upside down. You kind of have to work on it with gravity working against you. But noticing, like, color patterns is, like, how Omar does it. Like, oh, I need something with this in the center or this to this side. Or, Absolutely. Like... He's a puzzle master. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of shaded in this way. There is this moment where Hi and Mike exchange, like, this, like, oh, I love you, bro, hug in the water. Like, oh, we're losing, but we're still. We did it together. It's, I was kind of surprised by that. Because they swam together. Yeah, it was they a were, big swim oh, it together. It was like, oh, I can't believe we just dragged that boat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like boat power men. That was nice. Yeah, Hashtag it was. boat power men. Because Lydia, it was like hard. They were struggling because Lydia was such a struggle getting the puzzle thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And there will be, there's two winners. Yes. Only one tribe is going to tribal. Absolutely. Omar is doing a great job on the fish puzzle, but Vati is beginning to catch up to him. A little bit. Uh, but Taku, yeah, they continue to have a pretty dominant lead. It does look like at moments, some of the other tribes could maybe start to, but like really... I really think that's just editing. I really think that it's like, oh, let's show this shot of them a little bit later on Yeah. to make it seem like they're a little bit further than they actually are when Orange is still doing the puzzle. Pretty sure Orange, like, landslided it, and it was just editing that had to do with, like, making it seem it's kind of close. You're right, because they do take number one. Yeah. And the other two are still, like, not halfway done yet. No. Uh, Roxroy doing that classic Roxroy thing of, like, sitting on the (laughs) sidelines, not actually helping with the puzzle. They have a piece 
it doesn't fit. And then the moment he sees that they realize it doesn't fit, he yells out, oh, it's not going to fit there. Grab a new piece. You're doing a puzzle. It's a fish. You're on Survivor. <laughs> we were just in the water. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Roxroy. He's just yelling that over and over. Rocks, Roxroy. Roxroy. I am the Roxroy. Um, and yeah, it's kind of it's pretty close between Vati and Ika. Yes. Drea drops apart. Vati pulls ahead a little bit. Uh, there's some talk of like, is this going to be the moment where Lydia can redeem herself for fucking up, not catching you know her key twice? Uh, it's coming down to the fins. They're trying to get those fins on the fish, and yeah. then Vati drops a piece. Uh, it's just madness. And you know. We do it where Lydia takes the cake. She takes that cake. And Lydia knows a thing or two about cake. Uh, she gets it with the fin and Vati brings it home. And she does a little flint dance. And then Ika's going to tribal. Blah, Tori. You know what I do you think is funny is like, okay, so Taku, the orange tribe, they won. So they get the like Oros Boros snake eating its own tail trophy mm -hmm. but then the second place just gets like the, the stand, stand and yeah. it like looks really funny it looks like a pile of tar yeah just holding like this weird rectangular base thing yeah it's no fun couldn't give them like something like a little tiny snake or something or like the snake i don't know i think it should be something, something it should else. be something more fun i agree and that's immunity baby hell yeah it, the snake's head should come off that'd be cool yeah something the snake should come into two pieces it should just be a snake one and it oh, should and you break, break it, it in two. half that'd be cool only Someone have to gets, rejoin yeah. them yeah it's like magnetized and then it's the individual immunity too i like it i win so then we roll into hanging out with the Ika tribe because they're losers so roxroy is freaking out and he's like we've got to get off tori but swathy is playing a dangerous fucking game tell me about it well swathy is like going behind different people's backs, <laughs> mostly just behind Drea's back and like trying to get Drea out. But then people tattle on Swathy and like, yeah, Swathy Swa gets yeah. caught. Well, Swathy's going to every single person and telling them that you're my like ride or die to the final you and me to the end, baby. It uses the same phrasing for, I think it was like Tori, Romeo, Ray and Romeo. I the see... only person she didn't do it with was Roxroy. I saw Swathy tweeted something out and the tweet, like the wording of it was, uh, you're the prettiest girl at the party. And then a screenshot of her saying, you're my number one to each of the That's three hilarious. she said it to. That's so funny. Good self-awareness, Swathy. Yes. Uh, and Tori. Oh. Yo, I was going to say the same thing. Go. Tori tells Romeo that Swathy says that she's on the outs. And then Romeo gets his hackles up and he starts to target Swathy. Yeah. And also, Tori just really seems like the kind of player where it's like anybody but me which is not the type of player that you want to go to merge with. No. Tori has, like, she got some votes on her early on, and now anytime that she's not being targeted, she's 100% okay with any plan, as long as it's not her, like you said. You know, both... Here's the thing. Here's what's going to be Orange's saving grace. Yeah. Both green and blue have such turmoil that there's no tight numbers tighter than their four. Like there's kind of a tight three of Roxroy, Drea, 
and Romeo, kind of. You could pull that as a tight three on blue. But I feel like they're easy to pull apart, right? You can, like, knock one of those people, tempt them over to your side very easily, even just with the put it on your resume. Make a move and swap over with me and blindside that person. Absolutely. I think you're right. You're totally correct. I think that orange might, you know, maybe Jonathan does have a chance. If they can stay together. You're right. I, Jonathan, I don't know. But other members of Orange, potentially. Like oh, your Omars, your Marianne's. They might be able to make it past merge with Jonathan and then, you know, coast that out for a bit. That's the thing. You got to, like, hope Jonathan makes it and, like, people aren't so gunning for Jonathan that they, like, wound him by taking out Omar. Swathi on the meat hand, she's getting worried. So she starts to poison Drea against Tori. And then uh, Swathi kind of guilt Drea. Um, Drea's like, oh, this is just way too much. He said, she said, as far as like where, you know, the whole situation. It's a hot Swathi v. Tori mess. Yes, yes. Hot Swathi v. Tori mess. Romeo, who's kind of a follower, is just kind of like, he doesn't know what to do. I feel like he's just going to fall in line with what Tori wants or is he aligning with Swathi? No, he's down for what Tori wants, I feel like. And Rockshore has been dead set on voting up Tori since the beginning of the episode. Yeah, but what's going to happen? Well, then we roll into Tribal. Yes, we do. At Tribal, uh, Drea gets asked, what's the Tribal vibe? And she, not having an answer right away. She's like, uh, you know, that's not a good vibe. That's not a good sign. Basically, just like phrasing it as like, Tribe vibe is off. We're out of sync we're not coalesced. We're not the orange tribe. We're clearly not Jonathan's limbs coming <laughs> out from him. Yeah, things just aren't syncing up. Um, Swathi kind of throws some heat at Tori, um, talking about the Drea blindside. Swathi's like, I just want to get ahead of this. I am not trying to blindside Drea. Tori's a liar. Yeah, Roxroy is definitely throwing himself at Tori. Roxroy? Yeah, as well. Yes. There's, like, lots of Tori negativity. Tori tries to pull out her I'm a secret psychiatrist card, although I think the internet has revealed that she's only a life coach. That's hilarious. And she's like, hey, Swathi's just projecting on me. Everyone's favorite pop psychology term to throw out, right? Now, I'm just going to pull back a little bit because... Romeo is wearing this super fly sweatshirt. Oh, really? So as we go on in season 42 and we get to continue to see Romeo's journey, spoiler, he's not voted out. <laughs> um, I just want you to pay attention for his sweatshirt because I want you to be able to talk about it with me next episode. Okay, so Romeo fashion alert is yes. what you're saying. Woo, woo. He's woo. definitely that fashion coach. Hey, yo. Uh, Drea is highly annoyed. And Swathi says, Swathi's like, Jeff, here's my truth. Fuck Tori. Let's vote her off. Well, and then Roxroy just like throws himself into Tori and Swathi's conversation where he's like trying to mediate it or mansplain it where it's not at all necessary. And it's fucking hilarious. To me, he does this hilariously awkward thing of like he's sitting directly in between Swathi and Tori. He's like in front of in between the two of them. And he's just like, you know what? I'm really proud of Swathi, who's kind of like in her shell for coming out here to Tribal tonight and speaking her truth and saying, fuck you, Tori. 
Thanks, Rocks Roy. And it's just like he's in hardcore dad mode. Yeah. It's kind of a sweet moment, but it's just like you're commending her on like telling off the person right next to you. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm just like Tori just lost the Rocks Roy vote hardcore. Absolutely. Uh Romeo goes to vote first. Yes, he does. Romeo, oh Romeo. Wherefore out thou voting, Romeo? <laughs> uh we see Tori vote. She unsurprisingly votes for Swathy and calls her paranoid. Yep. More pop psychology from Swathy. Oh, um, Tori. Tori. Can I rewind for one second? <laughs> one thing that uh, I want to get your take on this. Tori got a little bit of heat from the internet <sighs> for calling Roxroy a, na- a narcissist hmm. at Tribal. And it's like she is a psychologist, quote unquote. And she is on TV calling a person a narcissist, which is like, do you take that as like she's throwing out diagnoses willy nilly or is she just saying a thing people say? But if you are billing yourself as a psychologist, do you get to use those Does terms? Does it put more so weight loosely? to it? Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's like if you're a psychologist. You maybe don't get to make those calls because your calls hold the weight of education. Exactly. So it's like, you, you have some like uh, authority to what yeah, you say. I'm not just, fuck. I'm not a construction you worker calling Roxroy a nihilist. I keep saying nihilist. It's Nihil- narcissist. Nihilist. He's a narcissist and a nihilist. He thinks that life has no point, but he has a giant ego about it. Yes, he does. Yeah take on that you know i do agree with the internet maybe yeah i think i think they might be right i think that tori should be aware of like how she is presenting herself and that sometimes when like oh i present myself as an educator if i speak on child development you might hold more weight in what i say yeah like that just comes with the assumption of schooling behind the title that you're using to engage in a conversation yeah most definitely that's my view on it just like if i were to say i'm a i'm a psychologist rocks roy's crazy you know what i mean like that seems inappropriate <laughs> it's like i'm a construction worker rocks roy's crazy it's like okay well let Fuck off. that is a different connotation yeah. to it <laughs> all right so yes let's go to the vote all the heats off rocks roy was just a thought that I had. Like yeah. he was like being pretty obnoxious and people were annoyed with him, but Swathy and Tori being at each other's throats kind of is a saving grace for him. Right. What happened to this whole going against Drea thing? I don't know, but no idols are played, but Swathy does play her shot in the dark. Doesn't work. Not safe. So three out of four episodes Sw- shot in the dark has been played. And zero out of four as far as effectiveness. Zero out of three. Yeah. Zero out of three effectiveness. Yes. The votes come in. Three votes for Swathy. One vote for Tori. Tori makes a fish face. Is she does she? Yeah. <laughs> like a victory fish face? I don't know, but it's like a legit like Really? Yeah, she makes a fucking fish face. That's weird as fuck. Yeah, it was weird. If she got voted off and made a fish face, I'd understand, but now it feels like mocking of Swathy. I know. It I was not pref- cool. I would have preferred Tori go home. I absolutely than Swathy agree. a thousand percent, right? Swathy does the silent walkout. Bye bye, Swathy. And then it's just like such fast breakneck editing. Jeff is like, okay, bye. And then the episode's over. Much more graceful s- goodbyes on Australia. The, like people like 
Jonathan. Game, well, no, no, no. But like once game is over, people are just like, oh, I was so fucking happy to be here. No hard feelings. Like this was fucking great. Like good luck, Rocket. Like it's so graceful in Australia. Yeah. We're here. People take it so fucking personally. I think anytime that you take a beat to be like, oh, I had so much fun playing. Good luck, guys. No matter what your feelings are, it makes you look so good. Oh, 100%. You always want that classy ending. Well, with that, yeah. And another thing about Australian Survivor is the host always like ends it on like a, a riddle, fun little like, like some soliloquy. Like, yeah, like a, some turn of phrase that kind of <laughs> fits what just happened. Where Jeff is just like, "Goodbye, okay, bye. goodbye, go back to camp, get out of here, pick up your torches, bye bye, piggies." That's what he should start saying. No, they're not pigs. Only like a few of them are cops. Is anyone this season a cop? I don't think so. Can I just? I hate Tony. I know, but Tony's not on here right now. Tony the cop, thumbs down. Okay, so... That is our episode four coverage. Yeah, we are really jazzed that this season is ticking along. Follow us at INT SurvivorCast on Twitter. Catch us on Instagram, all of our other content, Syracuse, Australia. It is the start of the second... The whoopee alarm. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. The whoopee alarm is going off, meaning that uh, it's the second annual whoopee week. Whoopee week on the podcast. So if you're not aware, we over here at Survivor International love to dedicate every spring break to the national treasure of Whoopi Goldberg. And so... This week, we will be watching along or recapping eight amazing Whoopi Goldberg movies from the 90s. Yes, last year we covered eight Whoopi in the 90s movies. This year's theme is Whoopi in the 90s Part 2. Hell I'm, of yeah. course, playing the song Whoop, There It Is. Whoop, there it is. I don't know if we're going to get to the chorus to make it worthwhile. Yeah, we will. There it goes. Whoopee, there it is. Whoopee, there, there it is. is. So, yes, catch all of our whoopee content. Go find us on Twitter to see what movies we'll be covering this year. Watch along with us and enjoy some good whoopee, whoopee, whoopee weeks. And if you're not into that, then we will see you next week for episode five of Survivor 42. But and fuck off if you're not into whoopee. Well, don't antagonize the listener. I mean, I maybe want to antagonize. We're going to do the sister acts this year. How do you not love Sister Act and Sister Act 2? Sure. If you don't like Whoopi, you're no friend of the podcast. Yeah, get out of here. You can keep listening, but we don't like you. <laughs> With that, stay safe. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. Happy spring break, babies. See you next time. Whoop, shaka, laka, shaka, laka, shaka, laka.